0: What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. I have been uh, a little bit MIA the last couple weeks, been uh, just distracted and busy with work. So, apologize for the delay on that. But we are back on the train. Um, actually, posted this. I honestly don't know when this is going to come out. This might come out before or after. Probably, probably after the Dr. Adam Yankee podcast, which I did earlier this week on Monday, and today it's Friday afternoon. Um, I did the audio editing of that podcast, and it sounded good when I was listening to it on my computer, through the speakers on my computer, But then, so then I posted it, and then in the morning, that was on thir- late Thursday night, on the morning on Friday, uh, I got in the car, and I was listening to it on headphones, and then through the speakers on the car, and the audio sounded bad, so um I took it down and I am going to uh, adjust the audio so there's not so much static in the background. Um, I I over amplified the volume and then that happened. so I've got to do a little editing, but that'll be back posted shortly. Anyway, I digress. That was uh, just update on my end of me being a rookie trying to figure out how to do audio editing with no skills at all and using a free online program to do it. so, that's where we're at. But what I wanted to talk about in this podcast episode was I did an Instagram live probably two, two and a half weeks ago, something like that. And I was talking with, uh, with a young lady who she had an interview coming up the next day. And, um, and this was with, I honestly don't know who the company was with because, or who the interview was with because she didn't say who the company was. She didn't want to jinx it. Didn't want, uh, you know, for whatever reason didn't say who it was and that's fine that's not not important for this podcast when i asked her why would somebody hire you she struggled to answer the question i guess to even her own satisfaction right that is there is no more fundamental question than that you can ask yourself ahead of time than why would somebody hire you why would somebody hire me and if you don't spend a very large amount of time figuring that out, you're always going to struggle getting hired. And, you know, there is nothing other than math and art, right? In sales, it's math and art. And I I use those terms because I've heard other people use those terms. And it's easy. I think it's relatively easy to understand. Math is, if I call on 100 people, even if I suck, being the art, even if I suck, I'm going to get a couple of them to say yes to me right? But if I'm really good, I'll get more than a couple to say yes to me, right? So it's math and art. The question that you've got to ask yourself is, why would somebody hire you? If you don't have a good answer for that, a compelling reason that somebody should hire you, then you, the only game you have to play is a math game. Like there is nothing else. If I were to ask you, or you ask yourself, or somebody else asks you, hey, why should I hire you, John Doe? Jane Smith, whatever the names are, and you don't have a compelling reason why. You can't paint with confidence a story. You can't tell them compellingly, if that's a word, why somebody should hire you. The only thing you have is math. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially if you're just starting out. Maybe you're right out of college and you're trying to figure out what your actual pitch is and what it is that you can actually bring to the table for somebody that could be hiring you, you know, it might take you a little while to figure that out. And you might have to just play the math game. But what I'm asking people to do, and what I'm essentially trying to force people to actually grapple with, is how do you answer that question? Because it's a situation where it's very easy to, like, it, it's actually quite difficult to get our brains to, like, put a lot of brain power into difficult things. Like it wants to naturally, it wants to conserve energy. What I'm saying is that you need to close your door in your room. You need to shut off your phone. You need to grab a pen and paper and you need to start jotting down ideas for why somebody should hire you. Uh, Because of this, because of that, because I've done this, because because I've done that. I've had results with this. I've had results with that. I can show you clearly that I'm this, right? You need to brainstorm all the reasons why somebody would hire you. And it doesn't mean you're going to use all of those in the interview process. You're going to you're going to cut out 90% of that. But it's allowing your brain, you're forcing your brain to actually think critically about why somebody would hire you. Now, what I actually want to get to in this podcast is the response or one of the responses that this lady, this young lady had that who I was talking with and I guess my response to her in correcting her or or at least making her think differently about it because here's the thing I've I've heard responses like this quite a bit and I feel like, you know, I I probably have used these types of responses or answers or thoughts in the past as well where we think something is a strength or we think something is a good reason why somebody should hire you or me, but in reality upon, you know, upon looking at it from another perspective or at least considering the alternative maybe it doesn't come off as a strength. And so one of the responses that she gave to me is she's like I'm very moldable. Like one of the strengths that I have, you know, assuming that I'm competing for this position against people that have some level of sales experience, one of the strengths that I have is that I'm moldable, meaning that I don't have maybe some bad habits that they don't want me to have. Uh I I'm willing to be coached. I'm ready to be coached to, you know, on the sales side of things however they want me to, right? So I'm I'm more like a blank sheet of paper when it comes to the sales side of things, right? And she was using that as a strength, right? That would be one of the reasons why she thinks somebody should hire her. Now, here's my thought process on that. And this is what I told her on the Instagram live if you guys saw it, which, you know, there was probably like 5 people that saw it. <laughs> so, because <laughs> nobody gets on the Instagram lives when I'm on there. And I'm usually just talking to myself. Anyway, there's like three people that get on every time and then nobody else. So anyway, if you are, if you guys aren't following me on Instagram, I actually use the uh, business account, medical sales certification at medical sales certification. Follow me on there. Cause I'm doing Instagram lives. Um, and then we can, you know, interact back and forth. And I was, it was actually when I was talking with her, it was a split screen. So I actually brought her in and we were like FaceTiming anyway. Um, my response to her was, I would be careful pitching that as a strength. And here's the reason why. If somebody's hiring for a position, an associate rep position, right? Because obviously that's what she was interviewing for. Why are they hiring for an associate rep position? It's probably because they've grown the business enough to the point where they're ready to add another person, right? Like that makes sense. Now that person is going to come in and manage the business so that, you know, the territory manager who you would, you or this person, this position would be reporting to can go out and sell, right? They can, uh, they need somebody to service the customers that they've already got. And then they can essentially uncouple themselves from having to service every customer that they've converted already so they can go find more new customers. Okay, cool. Got it. Here's the question that I would have if they're a very large company, they may have a very robust, well-structured training program for new hires. They may be able to fly you out to training for two weeks. They may have somebody that can come do ride-alongs with you for a long time. They may have some online program or at least hands-on study materials or things like that to bring you up to speed. However, if they're a smaller company, they probably don't have that. And if I'm the rep, or I'm the sales manager, or I'm the person that's interviewing you to hire for a position in a smaller company that we don't have a thorough training program, do I want to hire somebody that says, oh, I'm completely moldable. I'm like a blank slate for you to teach me how you want me to sell products. Like, I don't think I want that. That's actually not what I'm looking for. I need somebody who is who has an idea what they're doing already, who doesn't need a lot of training. Like if I don't have a robust training program, like I'm the rep, I'm busy as shit. I'm looking for somebody to support the customers I already have. I don't want somebody that I have to train. I don't want somebody that I have to spoon feed. Like when you say I'm moldable, I'm like a more or less, you're communicating that I'm a blank slate that you can essentially create into whatever type of salesperson that you're looking for or fit it into the mold of your company. That's, I read that as I've got to spoon feed this person. This person's going to need a lot of handholding, a lot of training. If they don't already have an idea on what they're doing, that's not going to be, that's not actually helping me. I would rather take somebody who I don't think sells the way that I would prefer them to sell products and maybe not have the most ideal personality type that I would be looking for, but somebody that I don't, I don't have to handhold them. Why? Because I need them to go over to this other account to support them while I go do something else. I can't hold their hand. I can't just spend the next, you know, six months training them. And so, you know, and I I clarified it. I don't know the company, right? I didn't know the company that she was interviewing with. And if you're interviewing with a company, I think you need to think through, is that a strength? Now, is it true? Like, are you a blank slate? Meaning that you don't have any idea what you're doing in sales or you know just enough to know that sales is a transaction you know you don't have a you don't have a good feeling for how to go about it right you are truly that blank slate okay my thought process there is you better figure out what your your approach is and communicate that because the majority of people that are hiring for associate sales reps they want somebody that's going to have an idea on what they're doing. Even if you feel like you don't know what you're doing, even if you feel lost at this point in your career, even if you're like, man, (laughs) what do I say? How do I go make a call? Even if you don't know that, I don't think you want to be communicating that you don't know that. I mean, especially for companies or people that are looking to hire you that don't have a robust training program. Like they do not want to hire somebody that doesn't have any idea what they're doing. Like the, the ideal person they want is somebody that's relatively new. So they don't cost a lot. That is independent that they can put on their own and they're going to figure it out and they're not going to embarrass them. They're not going to lose business. I don't need that person to go convert business. Like I'm going to do the converting of the business, right? Like I don't need you to be a freaking rock star salesman. I just need you to at least not ruin what I've built thus far. I need you to be able to support it. And then when the opportunities do arise for you to go sell some products, I need you to at least have some functionality of some idea of what you're doing there, but I don't need you to be a freaking expert. That's fine. But I can't have you on the other end of the spectrum where like, you know, you're like a puppy (laughs) that's going to piss and shit everywhere. (laughs) You got to watch over them 24/7, 365. I don't want that either. And I understand that she, right. This isn't me razzing on her. I think she was looking at it and I don't think she's like a puppy. Like she went to the medical sales college. I'm pretty sure. And like, she has, she has an idea what she's doing, but she was thinking that, well, if I communicate it like this, that's going to be a strength. And what I'm saying is I don't think so now, maybe, maybe, right? Like, and that's why when, when you're actually in the interview process, this is where kind of the 201, 301 levels come in. When you're actually in the interview process, you've got to get a feeling for by asking certain questions, you've got to get a feeling for if I say that, how is that going to land? Because if you're relatively new and you don't have sales experience and you're going up against people that do, you've got to figure out how am I going to position myself relative to the other people so I can fit what it is that they're looking for, right? Like I've got to figure out what are they looking for? Do they want somebody that is brand new or close to brand new that they can just mold into the salesperson that they want? Like, first of all, this is an extremely high turnover industry. And that's lurking in the back of their minds whenever they hire anybody. Like, okay, I'm going to hire you. Oh, you're really loyal. How long does that mean that I get you for? A year and a half? Two years? Like, if you're a blank slate, meaning that you need all the training in the world, oh, you're going to be able to train me exactly how you want me to sell. Okay, cool. So let's say I do that six months down the road, eight months, nine months, 12 months down the road, whatever. Now you're up to speed and you're, you're killing it. Okay. Then another company is going to come along 18 months later and offer you double the income to come sell products for them. So then I just trained you to get in, to get, to double your income by somebody else and leave my company, right? Like (laughs) well, that's not a win, right? It's such a high turnover industry. There's going to be a certain level of skepticism and concern about hiring somebody that needs a lot of training because what are the chances you're actually going to be around for five years? What are the chances you're not just going to jump at the next opportunity that comes along that's going to pay you another $20,000 a year? Like you probably are going to be that person. So therefore, I don't know that I want to hire you. I'd rather take somebody that doesn't need a lot of training. That isn't a blank slate that may have their own flaws, but at least it's not going to cost me a lot on the front end to train this person who I'm probably only going to have for two years, right? Like you've got to, like, that's how they're thinking, right? And so this isn't a, isn't a raz on her. This is me asking you, if you're in a similar position, to think through what it is that, that your potential hiring people, whoever you're interviewing with, the, the potential company that you're going to work for, do they want this person that I'm trying to portray myself to be? It's not automatic that I want somebody that I can mold. Like that sounds like, like if I only take three seconds to think about it, like, oh, I'm moldable. You can, you know, I'm willing to, you know, adjust my tendencies. I'm willing to alter my personality type. I'm willing to learn from you on how you sell so that I can be more or less a, a mirror image of you. And I can learn your way of selling like three second thought process. That sounds like a good idea, right? But if I think through and understand the industry at a macro level, that doesn't necessarily come across as a strength. That might come across as a hell of a lot more work than I want to put in on this person. Now, that just may be your reality. And you may want to just sell it. Like, that's fine, right? Like, if, if that's your pitch, that's your pitch. But just understand that you're going to lose out on some of the opportunities. If the, if the company and the person that you're going to be interviewing with is not somebody that sees that as a strength. And all I'm saying is it's not automatically a strength. Don't just assume that because you say that, that's going to come across as a good thing. Because it very likely could could come across as a negative. And I just want you to be cognizant of that and think through, okay, how else would I answer that question? Because it's, it's just not automatic. And so anyway, that is kind of one example that I had that happened recently that I was I thought it would be a relevant one to uh, to do and do a podcast on because there's probably, my assumption is there's probably a lot of people kind of in a similar boat where you don't have sales experience and you're uh, you're going to be interviewing against people that do, right? You're competing for jobs against people that do have some sales experience and you're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to position myself against them? It's, it's not automatic that being an open book, being moldable is going to be something that they're looking for. So think through that. Think critically about that before you use that as an automatic plus on your side, because it may not end up being that way. So um, I probably have exhausted all I've got on that topic. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.